Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Tracy Higley, and Tracy has been an entrepreneur since childhood. She's currently CEO of several e-commerce and logistics, logistics that's a fun word, companies. Uh, she's also a prolific author. She's written multiple books, over a dozen novels and nonfiction books. Oh my gosh, I'm a little jealous right now. Okay, it's passed. All right, she's the founder and CEO of Impactivity, which coaches entrepreneurial women, hello ladies, to thrive by integrating business, health, and spirituality. I love those three, business, health, and spirituality. She can be found at impactivity.com, that's impactivity.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at Impactivity. Okay, so Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. We're gonna have a fun conversation. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, thanks, Joseph. And it's great to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so that pretty much covered it, but it probably sounds like I'm a crazy person because I'm all over the place and have so much going on with writing and impactivity and business, e-commerce, um, logistics, all of that. So um, it is kind of a crazy life, and I do have multiple streams of uh, activities going on in my life, and that is kind of part of the root of where impactivity came from, specifically. It was kind of just navigating a life that has all different pursuits going on that are kind of miscellaneous and, and not really attached to each other, but um, together could really kind of drive me into the ground and have at times. So uh, yeah, just the, the varied aspects of my life, I think, um, probably sound a little strange, but that's where it all started. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. <laughs> well, it is my podcast, so I'm going to anyway. All right. So listen, if you had to like stop everything you're doing tomorrow, like let go of all of the multiple companies and only choose one thing that you're feeling called in your heart to do, what is it? I think it would be to help other women get unstuck because I think that a lot of them are feeling like they don't know what to do next for various reasons that we'll probably talk about. But um, I think there's just so many people out there that feel like they're really not sure where to go from here in their life. And I just feel like there's so much more for them, that God has so much more for them in life. And they're kind of spinning their wheels. And I was there, I was there myself and I understand that journey. And I just, I feel passionate about helping, um, especially Christian women to really get unstuck because I think they face some particular challenges that I can relate to. I really get that. So BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, all my lady listeners, my lady listeners, that just sounds fun. Listen, <laughs> you want to be impactful in your life, don't you? 
You don't want to just be like going through the motions of life, feeling like there's deadness on the inside, even though you're so busy with stuff to do on the outside. Do you? Like so many of us, we go through this challenge. We go through this struggle and we think, is this all there is? Like, is this what my life's supposed to be? Is this all God called me to do? The short answer is no, it's not. It's not. Impactivity. You want, so think of productivity, but impact. Impactivity, Yay, right? Put that. it together. <laughs> of course, I got that. I'm a sharp individual. All right. So before we get into your story, Tracy, go ahead and um, share something personal that very few people in your business life actually know about you. Um, I've sort of had these two separate lives that kind of uh, took place over a span of time. And so right kind of at the time where my life shifted away from sort of like the mommy phase and the child rearing phase, I also moved. And so I began these businesses and started really getting into business and entrepreneurial life at that time and um, publishing books and all of that. And so my life looks really different now than it did when my kids were first born. And I was parenting my, my really young ones, my first child, children. So a lot of people who are around me now in my business life and even in my local community um, can't really picture me as sort of the, the Martha Stewart that I once was <laughs> when I was younger, where I was really into like all kinds of, you know, crafts and cooking and all that. And I've kind of had to let a lot of that go as I pursue business. So um, that's just something funny that sometimes I'll mention something like that to some people and they're like, what you like, you don't really seem like that type, but I used to be that type. It was kind of a transition and a journey for me. That's awesome. So BC Nation, this is why I invited Tracy on the show, especially for my female listeners, right? It's like, how do you integrate business, health and spirituality? Like, how do you bring them together seamlessly in your life? You hear about work-life balance. I think that's a bunch of bleep, right? Work, there's no such thing as work-life balance, like, because you're always out of balance when it comes to work or life or whatever. I believe in work-life integration or business, health, and spirituality integration. And, and a big thing I talk about on this show, and hopefully it resonates with you, is that when you leave God or your faith and your beliefs and who you are in your core your identity out of your business, you're like split down the middle and you're showing up inauthentically in your life. And yes, that you're going to miss out on stuff. People see it. They don't know what it is or they don't know how to articulate, but they just see something's off in you. So that's what we're going to talk about with Tracy here today. Tracy, but before we go there, I want to go big and broad. Here's my big question. Tracy, why do you think the world's not working right now? Um, I think that probably at the core, it's because everybody really is in it for themselves. You know, it's, I think it's kind of the core problem that we deal with as humans, um, no matter where we are in our faith journey or our relationship with God, you know, I think until the day we're, we're done, that's going to be a struggle for all of us to step outside of ourselves, to see ourselves as having a purpose that's larger than just our own comfort or our own enjoyment or our own fulfillment and to really kind of go broader with that and discover our larger purpose in the world and, and what God has for us. And I think most people are kind of stuck in that place of just trying to get through and, you know, avoid pain and find some enjoyment and that kind of thing. And, you know, everybody's desire for that keeps bumping up against everybody else's desire for that. And so 
I think that's where a lot of conflict comes from. It just comes from basically self-centeredness, really, you know, which we all mm. kind of innately have. And uh, I think that causes conflict. It causes divisions in the world. It causes unhappiness. It causes crime. It causes all kinds of things. You know, I so think Tracy, if we're all like searching for real connection, right? We're all doing it. That's why we have our devices and everything. We're all like desperate for like someone see me, someone hear me right? Real connection, human connection. If we're all searching for human, real connection, then why are we pushing others away? Like in the very ways that you just said, why are we so disconnected and self-centered if we are craving connection with others? In your because opinion. I, I think that, because I think we have that question flipped. I think that is the question we're asking. Someone see me, someone hear me, instead of asking, who can I serve? Mm. Who can I reach out to? Who can I, you know, who can I benefit? Who can I give of my gifts to, you know, the things that God's uniquely wired me to do? How can I turn them outward and give them to someone else? And connection happens when we serve too. Connection happens when we reach out and use who we are to serve the world. Um, you know, I think probably even better connection happens than the kind that happens from somebody see me, somebody hear me. Um, but so yeah, how do we, how do we turn outward and serve others when we don't even have enough for ourselves? Like if we don't feel connected with ourselves or with our God, how do we give what we don't even have to others? I don't think we do. And I think that's, I think that's where, I, you know, where I feel passionate. I feel like you know, we need to understand both of those things. We need to understand ourselves, who we really are, our identity, you know, where we stand in the whole cosmos and in God's view and, you know, in, in among other people and, you know, who are we, who, what is our identity? How do we figure that out? How do we figure out who we are? And then we need to understand our purpose. We need to understand, okay, God's made me this way. What does that mean? What am I supposed to do with that? I, you know, I'm different than the guy down the street or the lady next door or whatever. And so, there must be something different that I'm supposed to do since I'm different than other people. But what is that? What, how do we figure that out? So I think, you know, really getting solid on your identity is probably core and first, but, you know, and understanding yourself and all of that, but then understanding your purpose that flows out of that, I feel like is, is the next thing. And I feel like we really can't do what you're saying where, you know, we're asking the right questions to how can I serve the world till we get those two kind of foundational things in place. I Listen, I appreciate having a guest on my show that actually gets that. <laughs> and that's not to diminish anyone. It's just to say our focus is placed in the wrong place, in my opinion. Right? We, it's it's kind of like when, um, like some of my friends, when they, you know, some of my Protestant friends, they're like, oh, I got saved on this date, this time, you know, and boom, I accepted Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then literally like, a day later, they were out like trying to evangelize other people because they're so on fire with the Holy Spirit, which is a great grace. But I'm like, whoa, I think you skipped a step. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, the step where you now need to like be healed and like get filled up and really get and let God work on you on the inside stuff. And see, we all want to skip that step, Tracy, because it's a lot of pain involved. Like it sucks. You yeah. can, and, and I say, you got to embrace the sock. You got to go through the sock. <laughs> you just do, right? And that means God's got to turn over stuff. Why? Because you've had a lifetime of poor choices. 
You have had a lifetime of childhood trauma, hurts and wounds. You've hurt people. People have hurt you. Lack of forgiveness. All these broken relationships because, as you said, Tracy, we're all out trying to serve ourselves, right? So that, that eventually just stacks up, stacks up. And we think somehow that all of a sudden, like in a moment, it all just disappears. And now you could just go out and serve everybody else without letting God do the healing on the inside. Yeah. Right. And fill you up with your identity, your calling, all these things. What shows up for you in that, Tracy? I think that, I think what happens then, you know, in that situation where we, we jump, we skip, you know, skip to do, what should I be doing? What should I be doing? Because we all want purpose. We all want to feel purposeful. We all want to feel like we're doing something worthwhile in the world. When we skip over the steps of really understanding who we are and what that purpose needs to be, and we jump right to the doing, I think what happens is that we end up getting pulled into what other people are doing. And, you know, we get really, really busy. And, and this is something I see with women, especially, I think, um, because we sometimes will have a little bit more time that we can allot to different things. And we're also kind of innately, I think, need meters. We like to meet needs. And so, you know, because of that, we're just, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. We're running all over the place, doing everything we can do to feel like we have purpose, but it's not really integrated. It's not really, you know, holistically who we are. It's really just, let me stay busy serving whoever needs to be served, you know, fixing anything that needs to be fixed. And it's kind of this um, illusion, I think, you know, this, this feeling like we are purposeful when in reality, we're just busy. I really get that. And I like that. And BC Nation, this is exactly what we're talking about. You're busy as can be, but you have no impactivity. You might rhyme. I know <laughs> yeah. you like that. Yeah. Right? But it's all about you have to have impact. If you want to have true impact in your life and helping others around you because your need meter is just going bonkers or whatever, first you got to let God fill you up. You got to let God do the work in you. You just, you can't skip the step. If you skip the step, you're going to be caught in that trap of busyness, but no impact, right? That's the difference. But when you let God fill you up with who you are, his precious daughter, like, and you get that, like in your core to your soul, like it's not in your head, but it's like, you've experienced it. And now no one can take that away from you. And then he's given you your specific higher purpose for your life here on planet earth in 2019. And, and you know that now you could go out and as Tracy says, not copy what other people are doing, but stand in that authority in the power of your creator of your dad with a capital D right up in heaven and know why you're here and have ultimate impactivity in your life. I feel like I'm on a pulpit right now. Yeah, you're preaching okay. it. I'm preaching it, girl. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tracy, what are your top three tips or top three strategies or top three holy habits or, or whatever that you've done in your life to really connect and hear that calling from your Heavenly Father so that you can have that impactivity, um, not only in your own life, in your family, but in those around you? What are your top three? What yeah, you that could go a lot of different directions. And, you know, it's, it's tempting to just give like sort of tip type things that are more surface, I guess. And then, you know, or I could kind of go a lot deeper, but I would, I guess I would say, you know, just kind of thinking off the top here that one is just to slow down and take some time to 
give to your own journey. Because I do think that like we've been talking about how busy we get meeting needs and serving people and trying to feel purposeful. Um, we get so caught up in that, that we don't, we don't have enough time to really think. And I, I just think that um, silence and solitude, these are practices that are so, so critical to understanding not only our relationship with God, knowing him better, but also understanding ourselves. And we've got to give time to that. And then I think, you know, once we start to step into that, then the things that arise out of that, then it's like, I would say that the, the two things that we need to, um, to really kind of hone in on are, you know, identity, who am I? That's the question. You know, what makes me valuable in this world? Maybe that's a little bit more specific of a question. You know, identity is kind of blurry and, and can be vague, I guess, if you haven't really thought that through. But, but you know, what makes me valuable in this world? Like, you've got to settle that question in your mind. And you've got to go to God with that question because your first answer might not be the right answer. <laughs> um, and then, you know, what then with that settled, am I supposed to give to the world? And I, I think, you know, we get caught up in a whole bunch of guilt and, and questions and all of that. But to be able to say, okay, at first I'm going to stop and I'm going to take some time and I'm going to pay attention to this in my life. Then I'm going to ask the question of what, you know, what makes me valuable? And then, okay, this is my value to you, God, outside of what I do. But now, what do you have for me to do after that? Mm, really good stuff. Normally, I'm the guy that comes up with these types of questions to take to God. You got some solid ones. <laughs> like, really good. All right, BC Nation, you loving this? Are you loving this content? We're speaking with Tracy Higley. You can find her at impactivity.com, impactivity.com. All you lady entrepreneurs right now, I know she's speaking right to your heart. I know there's something inside of you right now that's going, yes, I want that. I want to be impactful in my life. I don't feel like I'm having impact. Well, that's because you're not letting God have impact on you because you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. <laughs> Rather than just stopping, slowing down, letting God pour into you. Why? Why are you not doing that? I bet you it's because you don't feel you're good enough. I bet you it's because you don't feel you're worth it. Everybody else is, but you're not. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's why I'm saying the things I'm saying, actually, Joseph, because that has been my journey. That has been my struggle to figure out, you know, what what makes me valuable, not only to, to God, which, you know, is one question, but to the people around me. And, you know, is that really what I want? And how is it, how is it kind of taking me down? You know, how's it, is it really messing with me? It's, um, it's almost self-destructive behavior when you live your life to please other people or to impress other people or whatever, you know, that it, it often comes across as not being self-destructive, you know, in the way that other addiction type things might be, but the addiction to other people's opinions, um, it's pretty, it's pretty nasty and it is self-destructive, even though like, you know, you're, you might be building businesses or writing books or whatever, you know, that I've had in my journey that look impressive to other people. But when you're so tied in to that being the thing that makes you feel okay about yourself, that other people are like, wow, look at all the stuff you've done. Like that is just toxic. It really is. And so, yeah, so that's been my journey and it's not one that finishes, you know, it's one that comes, I think, in waves. It, it's, there's been times in my life where it's been harder than I kind of feel like God has healed me and set me kind of on a firmer path. And then I've strayed again and, you know, veered off and 
things have gone downhill again because I got too much into that, that people pleasing or people impressing kind of way of life. Mm. Thank you for going there, Tracy. Like that's vulnerable, right? To say that. And I really get it. It, it, there is a hidden payoff, just like an addict. There's a payoff. There's a, you know, getting your juice, getting your fix from that validation from others. Yeah. And we disguise it with the mask of humility or the, the mask of, oh, I'm out serving others. There's this selflessness. But secretly, the, your selflessness comes with a payoff, with a fix at the end of it. Absolutely. And it's a lie, in my opinion, it's a lie of the enemy that you're out serving God and doing his will when secretly you're actually doing your will, right? You're getting the payoff out of all of it. And like, this is like, first off, I just want to acknowledge you because I don't get to go here with most of my guests in this level of vulnerability because you're actually two levels deep right now, right? like knowing that you're getting a, a hidden payoff from the very selfless things that you do for others. Yeah. And that in itself is no longer selfless, but it's actually selfish. Like first off, just getting that is like the best place you could be. Right. Because now you're dealing with reality rather than pretend you can't, you can't do anything with pretend because you're not addressing the real core issue, but you're like right there. And, and to me, this is a beautiful place to be. This is where God can do his thing in your life. What's showing up for you right now? Yeah, I think that just the, the what happens when you're fully into that place of really um, performing for others, you know, even though it looks good to other people and you're building success and people think you've got it all together and they think that, you know, you're, you're impressive or you're such a servant or whatever that is. I really think people kind of fall into two camps. Either they're, they're achieving things to impress people or they're serving like crazy to please people, you know, one or the other, but it's all to get people to love, like admire them, whatever. Um, and when you really are fully into living that way, it looks good from the outside. It looks impressive sometimes or very servant like or whatever, but like any addiction, and I'm glad that you kind of were talking about that, the fix, the hit that you get from it, it becomes um, not only addictive, but I think it also becomes where it's, it's never enough. Like it's never, ever enough. I've never crossed enough things off my list. I've never made as many sales as I need to make or done as much or whatever. And so you just, you have to give more and more and more and more of it to feel good because you're, you're putting the thing in the wrong place of how to feel good. And so that it starts to, you know, you get immune or, or tolerant of the level of success or serving that you're doing and you got to do more and you got to do more. And eventually you will crash. Like there's no, you will never get to a point where you've done enough to feel good. So eventually like any addict, you will crash and, and suddenly, you know, you're, you're overdosing. I mean, to, you know, stretch the metaphor and, and you're, you're destroying your health. You're destroying your relationships. You're destroying your faith. You're destroying your, you know, your mental peace, all of it in the pursuit of, feeling okay. BC Nation, sometimes we think that our identity is what we do, right? Men wrestle with this. I know I do. I did. Is like, you see this all the time. Men associate their identity with their occupation, 
Right? It's just more prevalent in the in men than it is in women, right? Women, it's a different thing altogether, right? But with men, that's why when they go through a major career shift or they lose their job or whatever, they literally go into massive downward spiral, depressions, all this other stuff, because they place their identity in, in the doing rather than being. Like, who are you being? You're a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> and I know that just sounds fun on the ears, but that's real. Yeah. And, until and it's got to flow out. The doing has to flow out of who you are, not there you go. It's flipped. And this goes right back to Tracy's, you know, step one, top tip or whatever, which is slow down, gets into silence and solitude with your creator so that he can pour into you who you are, your identity. When you get filled up like that in who you are, you overflow in the doing. The doing just overflows. You're not out chasing it. It's just, it's just like leaving you and you're, you're out in your life just serving and you're like, wow, I don't know where this is all coming from, but you do. It's coming from your heavenly father. Yeah. And I, and I say it this way, when you're plugged into heaven to the source, the electricity flows. Yeah. You're yeah. just, and you're free. You're, you're free. free and you get all those, those hidden benefits. I could go so many directions with this conversation, Tracy. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to, let me ask you this on my other show. First 100 K uh, where I interview successful entrepreneurs, I get real right on the first question, how much gross revenue did you do in the past 12 months? And I actually want to, if you're willing, I want to ask you that question. Collectively, all your businesses, your books and everything like that, how much gross revenue did you do in the past 12 months? Because I'm going to take this somewhere. About a million. About $1 million. All right. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thanks. Okay. Now, here's why I, I want to take this. I had a guest on my show not too long ago struggling with the exact same thing, performing for others or what she calls external um, um, validation, right? External mm -hmm. validation. And it was the fix. It's, it's the fix, right? She's, uh, she crossed 250 million a wow. year with her business. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm placing that right here in this conversation so that you can see what that future looks like. <laughs> and it's still there. Yeah, it doesn't go away. Do you get that? Like you're at a million. She's at 250 million. You know how much work and time and everything that she gave up and sacrificed in her life and she still hasn't got enough fix, like you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> like I want you to, just to get that, yes. okay? It's a cautionary tale for sure, for all of us, yeah. Yeah, so, so ladies, gentlemen, listen up. Learn from others. <laughs> Wise people learn from others. You don't have to go through all the suffering yourself. You can if you want, I'm not gonna stop you, but. <laughs> But why do it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. All right. Really powerful. Um, Tracy, thank you for going here. You know, I love co-creating conversation with my guests because I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what God's going to use, uh, you know, and speak to, right? But where two or more are gathered in his name, that's where we are right now. He's right here and he's speaking to one of our listeners right now somewhere on planet Earth. And, and there's a person that needs to hear this message and he's going to set them free. And, and the way he's going to do that is he's going to put the desire in their heart to come and spend time with him and to get yeah. quiet with him yeah. so that he could pour their identity into them. Yep. That's super exciting. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and you get to co-create that. Awesome. All right. So fantastic. Let's go here. This is my favorite part of the show. Um, Tracy, welcome to the confession round. Uh-oh. Isn't that cool? You see what I did there with Broken Catholic? It's so funny. All right. So I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Tracy, what's your favorite sound? 
I don't know. I hate sound. I, I, I hate sound. I like silence. Love it. All right. Got it. So, uh, BCD. Sound of silence. How's that? <laughs> is, I'm actually, I'm bringing this up. I'm going to call out the parrot in the room. Okay. So if you, if you've heard a chirping in the background, Tracy actually has a parrot, you know, a bird, um, chirping in the background. It's kind of like the pink elephant in the room, but yeah. we're calling out the parrot. All right. Uh, what's your least favorite sound? That stupid parrot. <laughs> Who is my son's, not my own. I, have to I was spot on. Tracy, <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Failing. Got that. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Making crafts. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Uh, small talk. That they'll require small talk of me. Really oh, hard. got it. So you don't like doing that just surface BS no. talk? You like no. going deep in a conversation? Yes. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he'll take care of me no matter what, and I don't have to take care of myself. Mm, love that. What do you wish you were better at? People, relationships. Got that. What dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? Uh, I think it's probably wrapped up in impactivity, even though I'm doing it. I am scared of it. I'm scared to be seen and to take that role, even though I feel mm. like I'm called to it. Got it. What's a new habit you want to form? Um, it's not new, but more reading. I, I feel like life gets too busy for reading and there's just so much to learn. I love learning. So more, more of that. Awesome. What's a bad habit you want to break? Cracking my knuckles. Is that? <laughs> that counts. Super surface, but <laughs> true. <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, busy, uh, passionate, creative. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Busy, <laughs> frantic, and stressed. Mm, got it. So you cleaned up two out of the three. So that's awesome. <laughs> Still got that third there, the busy. All right. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, Tracy, and look your family and your friends, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, only one, what would you say to them? Figure out what God has for you in your life and go for it. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. And Tracy, I got to ask this bonus question, this bonus question. How do you continue to live your faith through obstacles and challenges that can make you feel defeated? I think it's just all more what we've been talking about, right? It's plugging into the source. It's taking that time for silence. It's going back to where I need to be, you know? So there's practical parts of that, of journaling and prayer and <clears throat> worship and all of that, you know, but part of the before all of that comes the decision that you're going to do that, the decision that you're not going to let life get away from you. And I think that's a daily decision, honestly. It's not a once and done for sure. Love it. And any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? That life takes on meaning when you do. And it is absent of meaning, I believe, when you don't. That if all you're here for is to enjoy your life and do your own thing, then, you know, logically take that out to, to where that goes. You know, like if that's really all it's about, 
then what a horrible world we would live in if everyone lived that way, you know? And that, is that really what you think life's about? And if you don't, then you got to figure out what life is about then. Got that. And the way you start is figure out who the heck you are. All right. Awesome. And what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? I know you have a parting gift for our listener. What do you got? So what I've got is something I think that fits really well with what we've been talking about, because, you know, there's the identity question of, um, you know, who am I in God? I'm a child of God. I'm loved. I'm accepted. You know, I'm redeemed. All of those things that are basic to all of us as human beings, you know, that, that go to God and, and kind of fall on his mercy, basically. Um, but there's then the next step question of like, okay, that's true about all of all of us, but who am I deeper than that? Where, how am I unique? You know, who am, what's my unique identity? Mm-hmm. So the thing I wanted to give to your listeners is just, it's at impactivity.com slash purpose. And it's basically just this kind of three-step process um, that we really haven't talked about at all here, but it's a three-step process to kind of going deep with God to ask, what is my unique identity? And how do I discover my purpose out of that? How do I figure out based on who you made me to be, what I see in my life, what am I supposed to be having flow out of that? You know, what is the doing that flows out of that being? Um, and just really getting crystal clear about that. Cause I don't think that a lot of us really tap into that. So anyway, impactivity.com slash purpose. It's just this three-step thing that, uh, you know, it's PDF to download for free. That'll just kind of help step you through something there. BC nation. What a great guest. Isn't Tracy fabulous. <laughs> Tracy Higley. Thank you for joining us today on broken Catholic. I wish you God's peace, God's love and God's joy in your life and heart. That's lovely. Thank you, Joseph. Really appreciate it being here. You're welcome. God bless. Thanks. You too. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.